Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Gazette Borough Facebook Live. Um, as I'm sure you're, you're all well aware now, um, after... Today's 1-1 draw with West Brom here at the Hawthorns. Uh, Neil Warnock has ended his uh, time as, as Middlesbrough manager. Uh, the official line is uh, mutual consent. Um, Neil Warnock found, found out about 10 a.m. this morning that um, you know he, that it, this would be his last game today. He and the he and Steve Gibson in particular have been in kind of conversations. Well, the the speak you know as one as one it revealed in his press conference yesterday that they did speak to each other um, you know a couple of times every week and certainly for ten minutes after every game. Um, but certainly in the last couple of weeks, as as I understand it, there's there's been a number of conversations. Um, about you know the way the season's been going and about Neil Warnock's future and and indeed um, you know in, in, indeed you know it's it's been a, a disappointing season so far and when when Neil Warnock was was handed the um, the new contract for this season it was always kind of on the understanding that um, you know the club were going in a in a new direction wanted some stability. But they felt that Neil Warnock could, um, you know, could bring that kind of stability for one more season, and, and perhaps even push towards promotion with uh, with what he's obviously capable of. Uh, but but ultimately, it's um, you know discussions have taken place, and it's it's been decided that you know the season wasn't going as uh, as expected, and um, and it was decided that it was best for. For Warnock to move on, as I say, the, the the way it was described to me was that it was uh, it was mutual, and you know it was there was a, a an understanding that um, this was the the right way for the club to go, um, but uh, but certainly from from you know Warnock's post match interview tonight where he confirmed it, um, he confirmed it all. He he doesn't sound um, you know like he's he's particularly happy to be going I'd say he's certainly disappointed to be going and uh, potentially rather not be going I would suggest but uh, but yeah it's, it's it's an interesting one it's a difficult one you know he's, he's certainly um, you know dropped a, a few grenades in his final uh, interview there particularly with um, certain members of the Borough backroom team recruitment team he feels that he didn't get the back in recruitment wise but he did want to stress that that wasn't um you know that wasn't Steve Gibson as we know Steve Gibson has multiple businesses um as as well as owning Middlesbrough FC and and of course the way the last two years have been uh, in the pandemic um Steve hasn't been able to be as hands-on with Middlesbrough but of course he has you know a chief executive in place this summer they hired a new head of football Kieran Scott who came in uh, and of course you know recruitment uh, members of staff at the club as well and um, yeah I think <laughs> some grenades thrown by Neil Warnock there uh, in his post-match interview uh, which you know take that for what you will there are two sides to every story of course um, 
but yeah interesting comments and and yeah as i say um i i learned about it this morning uh, i learned that it would be happening but was was asked not to see anything because uh that it would you know out of respect they wanted neil warnock to to be the one who announced it uh post match today which of course he did and and as i say i was then told that uh chris wilder will be the man replacing neil warnock um Chris Wilder, of course, the ex-Sheffield United manager, took Sheffield United from from League One all the way to the Premier League. Uh, did a uh, did a brilliant job at Sheffield United, and um, essentially, I think what's it's it's kind of if you like, you know, as I say, those conversations between Warnock and the club have been taking place for a number of weeks, and there has been some you know hard and honest conversations about the way the season was going, and. Um, Ultimately, um, while Neil Warnock maybe doesn't feel it's the right time for him to go, uh, the club feel that Wilder was available now uh, and, and they had to move. Of course, um, there are other clubs um, looking for, for a new manager, um, Cardiff and Barnsley in the uh, championship, of course. And um, whether or not they were where his offers came out from, came from uh, Wilder did have other offers and, and ultimately that's where Middlesbrough's kind of if you like um, you know development how, how it's developed so quickly that's where it's come from is uh, not not wanting to miss out on Chris Wilder the feeling within the club is that Chris Wilder is you know the perfect person to you know, to kind of replicate what he what he did at Sheffield United and take Middlesbrough back to the Premier League, that that might not necessarily be this season. Though, of course, that is the hope that this season can still be salvaged. Um, but certainly, thinking in the long term, uh, there's a feeling that Chris Wilder is the right man uh, to come in. And of course, as we know, Neil Warnock was was only going to be here for the rest of this season. So with a risk of, of kind of, you know, losing out on, on Chris Wilder, on Chris Wilder taking the job elsewhere, the the club have decided uh, to make that move and, and, and get Wilder in now. Um listen, I'm 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 gutted personally, I'll make no um you know not that Wilder's coming, I should say I'm I'm gutted for Neil Warnock. Um, you know, make no secret of the fact that I had a great relationship with Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock was great with all of uh, all of us in the North East press, and uh, you know, learning that today would be his final day was um, you know bittersweet. Uh, as I say, he's been absolutely fantastic from the the moment uh, well the moment I came in actually because of course Wilder had um, Warnock had already uh, managed the, those eight games at the end of uh, the 2019-2020 season by the time I started my post at the here at the Gazette uh, but from the moment I started you know Warnock was uh, was warm and open he brilliant in press conferences with you know always fun um, and uh, and and then in private you know he was always available to take a phone call if uh, you know if you needed him for anything so you know, on a personal level, I'm, I'm I'm gutted it ends this way for Neil Warnock. Uh, you know, the career he's had, eight record number of eight promotions. On Tuesday night, he he became the uh, you know most managed games in the English game. Uh, that he held, holds that record now. Uh, absolutely superb career he's had, and it's it is sad that it ends this way. Um, I think ultimately, you know, a lot of what he said uh, today kind of almost you know in a, it, it does almost you know make the 
the decision to change now the right one. We know, you know, a couple of weeks ago there was there was digs about the January window um and, and, and how he'd need the players he wanted, but quite clearly the club are looking to go in a new direction now and you know there were signings in the summer that quite clearly weren't Neil Warnock signings and you know he probably feels that had you know the club not put as much effort into some of the the foreign signings like Martin Piero which took a lot of work, Andrew Sporra which took a lot of work. They went after Rodrigo Munez who ultimately missed out on him and he went to Fulham but that that was taking a lot of work as well but ultimately you know these were you know as as Munez has proven at Fulham and as Piero has proven right now these and and Sporro has been proven as well you know they they are quality players and um you know now with Kieran Scott who arriving from Norwich he you know he has so much kind of experience and knowledge in recruitment as well and clearly this is you know the direction Middlesbrough are going in now and um I, I do think it's an exciting you know direction that they are going in as much as I like Neil Warnock um and and so it's uh it's understanding I think that now they make that change uh, sorry, Andy. Just saying, is this guy answering questions? I'm just waffling on. I am noting the questions, and I will try and get to them. But of course, I do uh, just have to put that news out there. I am, you know, here to, you know, to, to tell you the news and also give opinion. And uh, and 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 so, yeah. Apologies, but I will try and answer some questions. Um, yeah, I noticed there was one earlier came in. How much impact input do you think uh, Kieran Scott had in this? Uh, it's. Um, that's an interesting question. I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain on that to be honest. The one thing that was, you know, noted to me when Kieran Scott first arrived at the club was, you know, he's gonna be head of football, recruitment's gonna be a big part of what he does, um kind of setting the club onto a, a new um you know, a new philosophy if you like, you know, this is something where the club want to have this, you know, this new kind of direction across the whole club and you know Kieran Scott's in charge of the academy and everything and the one thing that was stressed to me is that in appointing him in this role he wasn't going to be you know solely uh, tasked with kind of finding new managers and you know in this case you know sacking managers or whatever that wasn't you know going to be solely his responsibility Steve Gibson and, and Chief Executive Neil Bowser were going to be um, we're going to be, you know, still playing a big part in that side of things. And um, by the sounds of it, um, Chris Wilder and, and Steve Gibson have known each other for many of your many years. And um, and so I think certainly in the the Wilder appointment, um, I think that a lot more of that is is on Steve Gibson. Um, although I'm sure he, you know, he comes, you know, with with Kieran Scott's CSO or approval if you like um, but it's important to note you know I mean Kieran Scott started in September so he's kind of he's only completed two to three months of his role yet and as I say his his task is is a much wider one in terms of setting out this new philosophy for the club and this new direction um, so I think in terms of how much input he's had into this decision, I, I'm not quite sure on that myself, but I, I wouldn't think it was a huge one. I think he has a, a lot on his on his plate, if you like, at the moment, and he's, you know, he's still very much in a settling in period at the moment. He's he's 
if you like observing um, what's going on at Borough and uh, you know getting a good lay of the land before he starts then planning for the future. Um, somebody just uh, commenting there, um, John Paul McVeigh, what's the difference between Wilder and Warnock? Um, and Matthew Roney a bit further down has commented saying Wilder plays more attacking possession based football. Yeah, I think um you know um first of all Wilder is obviously younger, uh, fifty four year old is Chris Wilder. Um he's achieved promotion at the last three clubs that he's managed. Sheffield United of course doing that twice. He took them to the Premier League and, and then on a shoestring budget managed to in the first season keep them up. Obviously it didn't uh didn't uh, or wasn't looking like he was going to manage it in the second season before he was there. He was then sacked and of course Sheffield United were ultimately relegated. But yeah, I think massively Chris Wilder is um you know, he's a he's a good character, he's uh he's strong mentality and he's really, really well rated within the game. I know uh I know people who worked with him at Oxford and said he was brilliant at Oxford as well. He got he he, he uh, achieved promotion with Oxford. Uh, he, he was so highly rated by them at the time. Um, they were people actually who were connected with Sunderland back when I still uh, covered Sunderland and and at that time um, I know there was uh, you know there was a desperation from Sunderland's owners who who would come from Oxford, of course, had once been part of Oxford set up. They were desperate to get Chris Wilder in at Sunderland at that point. Uh, but, um, you know, they never managed to ever do that. And, of course, Wilder's now come into Borough um, and, and they're no longer at Sunderland, I should say, as well. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's really, really highly rated as Chris Wilder. And, and you can't argue with the job he did at Sheffield United. Um, of course, you could see you can't argue with the job where... You know, Warnock had done previously before coming to Borough, but it, it just never, unfortunately, this season, you know, never quite got going. Unfortunately, as uh, you know, there were always signs there. I didn't think it was as bad as it was made out, but uh, at times, but um, but yeah, um, it it just it was it wasn't kicking on, unfortunately, and I think. In a in a sense of kind of trying to salvage this season, still it, they've made the change. Uh, they feel that Wilder is the right man, and um, and he's going to he starts on Tuesday. He, he he takes his first training session on Tuesday morning, and uh, it feels like a good time because of the international break. Of course, uh, that's you know two weeks to kind of get to know the majority of the squad, the exception of. Uh, McNair, Sparrow and Saliki, he'll be away on international duty with the exception of those three. He'll be there with the rest of the Borough squad um, getting to know them a bit and, and as somebody mentioned, you know, he, he does play a different style to Neil Warnock. It is possession based usually, it is attacking, uh, more attacking than, you know, what you might call Neil Warnock's play. Um, but yeah, in terms of his, you know, kind of fundamentals, I think he's quite similar to Warnock uh, in that sense. But as well as I say, at 54, he's a more long-term appointment because, as we know, Neil Warnock was only here until the end of the season, and unfortunately, in in recent weeks, when it it just didn't really feel like this season was going to go anywhere in the end, um, it feels right to kind of or understandable to make that change. Uh, particularly as I say with Neil Warnock kind of you know making the comments he had done about the recruitment team and about January etc um, it didn't 
it, it, it felt like if you were going to roll into January with that kind of still bubbling underneath the surface, there was going to be, you know, kind of internal battles over whether you signed Warner type players in January or the club's new model type players. And if you signed the club's new model, well, you know, Warner wouldn't really have been happy with that. Um, and, and you know, in the end, I think it just comes to a point where it's better for both parties to part. Uh, and, and then Wilder comes in as I say a younger manager and therefore somebody who the club hope will be here more longer term um, question here do you see Wilder as the beginning of a long term plan uh, I've read on Sheffield United forums that he didn't want to work with a director of football ahead of recruitment and that was part of the problem uh, that, that that's an interesting one. I honestly don't know the ins and outs of, of what went on at Sheffield United with Chris Wilder. Um, Will obviously um, only found out about Wilder this morning and uh, and and obviously was was travelling down to West Brom when I found out and 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 then had the game to cover. So haven't had too much chance to do too much uh, research into Chris Wilder. Uh, that will come in the coming days, of course, but. Um, I would presume that Chris Wilder, you know, knows what he's walking into, and 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 you know the kind of lay of the land at the club and 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 how things are at the moment. Um, so I presume one way or the other that there's been an agreement. I, from what I remember of Chris Wilder's time at Sheffield United, um, the the frustrations he he didn't uh, he didn't appear to ever get on too well with their owners, if I remember correctly. And uh, and certainly, as I say, he was he was working with a shoestring budget there. Uh, if you look at the kind of squad that he was working with in both of his seasons in the Premier League, uh, it, it feels quite miraculous in the first season that he managed to keep them up. In truth, um, and then of course it, it proved a step too far in that second season. But uh, but yeah, it, it it will be interesting. But I could only presume that Chris Wilder knows what he's coming into, knows the situation at Borough, and and has obviously agreed to take it on. Um, so yeah, so we 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 shall see. But um, yeah, we'll, I'll I'll do a lot more research in the in the coming days on Chris Wilder and 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 what we can expect from him. Uh, just coming down. Um, uh, just seeing if there's any more comments before I come off. Sorry. Uh, is Leo staying? Somebody asks. Uh, Sam Hill. I would imagine so. Um, I believe Leo's kind of, uh, you know, almost like a, a, a job for, for life almost at Borough. I think. I think uh, that seems to be the kind of uh, situation he has at Borough. And uh, you know, when Neil Warnock came and he was happy to retain him on the coaching staff. And you know, it, it kind of. Been pitch side today as, as Warnock gave his interviews, it it, it did appear like um, you know I think Ronnie Ronnie Jepson and and Kevin Blackwell will quite possibly be leaving with Neil Warnock. Of course, Neil's two right hand men. Um, don't know that for certain. That obviously hasn't. I don't believe it's been confirmed in the club statement. Uh, but it did appear that way as though certainly when at the end when they went waving to the fans. Um, Ronnie, Ronnie was certainly waving towards the fans as well as Neil, so it wouldn't that wouldn't be a surprise. And I would imagine that Chris Wilder would want to, you know, bring in his uh, his own men too. So, uh, but yeah, I would imagine um, Leo would be staying.
someone asking there if Alan Nill joins us while as assistant can you ask him about the incident with the squirrel I, uh, I have no idea what that means but um, I'll do some research but I probably I'm going to guess I won't be asking him that question <laughs> um, uh, just double check in before we um, before we off uh, make sure I haven't missed anything uh, somebody's asking any truth Cardiff gave Wilder a second offer and we acted due to that uh, I don't know for certain with that one what I do know is that um, Wilder did have other offers uh, not just from Cardiff I don't even know if Cardiff were one of the uh, you know one of the clubs that gave him an offer but it does seem like there were but the, there were apparently multiple offers as well as other clubs I was told um, you know who who still have a manager in place shall we say but uh, you know we're kind of sounding him out as well as a potential replacement if they did sack him and uh, it got to a point where Middlesbrough were aware that Wilder would come uh, and 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 had to act essentially if uh, if they weren't to lose out on him um, Uh, do you think he will be backed in January, Chris Wilder? Uh, I, I would suspect so. Um, I would suspect that um, whether you know it's it, he's agreeing to come in and work with kind of the players that the club are signing, or whether he'll have his own targets and he'll want to kind of impress them on the uh, on the recruitment team. I don't know how that's going to work yet, but uh, I would imagine that um, you know the club will try and, and do some business in January it's a difficult one of course because you've got to remember financial fair play uh, you know there were a few difficulties in the summer uh, towards the end of the summer where they were trying to make uh, deals work and try to make deals fit in with financial fair play after the transfer window of course they were you know still looking at free agents but um, you know there was a uh, there was one or two issues there. They did want to bring in uh, Robbie Brady, but uh, couldn't agree a deal with him, and he ended up going to Bournemouth. So, you know, they have still got to consider financial fair play, and certainly running the club in a more sustainable manner is a big part of why they are going in this new, you know, direction, particularly with recruitment. So, uh, January would be an interesting one, but I would imagine there are a few, um, if you like, plates that can spin. Uh, in January, Jed Spence is doing very well out on loan at Nottingham Forest. Uh, I mean, who knows? It could be that you know, in January there will be, I would presume, a recall clause. Perhaps um, you know he comes back and Chris Wilder wants to take a look at him. But uh, if the club's decision is that they can sell him and they can perhaps make a, a little bit of money on Jed Spence, that would then allow them to go out into the market and, and, and spend a bit more too. So little plates like that that can be spun. Um, you know, again, you know, because essentially when a new manager comes in, everyone gets another chance. Uh, Dejan Stojanovic has made clear he would like to leave the club, but he didn't manage to find a new club in the summer. Um, could he come back into the reckoning under Wilder, or is his mind made up? Does he want to leave? And, and if so, there's another one who could be sold to make a bit of money. So, yeah, a few plates that can be spinned in January to, to kind of ensure there is a bit of a budget there to spend and, and we'll see what happens when January rolls around but I'm certain that Wilder will want to uh, you know improve his squad shall we say in January uh, certainly a couple of areas that you can you know clearly say do need um, one or two signings in 
Uh, oh, so Sam Hill there, just back on the, the coaching staff. The club ha have confirmed they are both leaving. Apologies, uh, I only got a chance to uh, to kind of skim the club's announcement because uh, they put that out as we were interviewing Warnock as Warnock was, was, was kind of confirmed to us that he was leaving, so I did only get a chance to skim that. But yeah, the club have apparently confirmed that both Blackwell and Ronnie are leaving with him, which, as I say, it did, it did appear that way um, after the game. It did appear they were both saying goodbye as well as Warnock. Uh, Andy Howe says, hey, you make a point that we are going in a different direction. We seem to be doing in many new directions over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand that. There has been, um, you know, many attempts from Burrett to, to kind of start similar things to this. I know before my time, uh, I would say the start of the Jonathan Woodgate kind of era, the, there was talks of this uh, kind of golden thread um, starting. And, and, and actually, you know, like, unfortunately that season it didn't quite go to plan and uh you know maybe those uh well in fact um jonathan woodgate didn't view himself i saw recently where you know he admitted that he probably could have done with a bit more experience in his coaching staff uh, and of course he had such a young squad with players like dykesdale bowler uh, and marcus brown coming coming in uh, and and they never really quite thrived in that environment. It was a difficult environment at that time. Uh, but actually, when you look now, and and you know, with hindsight being a wonderful thing, you know, Neil Warnock got hold of those three players in particular who were part of that golden thread. And um, you know, I would I would class those three as the three in that kind of direction that the club undertook then. Uh, and and under Neil Warnock's guidance, all three thrived. At, okay, I know Marcus Brown took a little time, and then he cut his his nasty injury. But he was looking like Marcus Brown, like he was going to come into his own. And uh, and certainly, there's an excitement for him to get back. Yeah, which which hopefully should be in the next couple of uh, weeks or months as well. Uh, but certainly Dykesdale and Bowler um, last season were two of the uh, key men under Neil Warnock and uh, I would imagine they will continue being so under, Neil, under Chris Wilder too. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I, I appreciate the, what, you, what you're getting at there, Andy. I, I feel, you know, certainly with the kind of thing that we saw from the club in the summer, these kind of you know, moving into a, a similar direction to Norwich, really, and that's why they've brought in Kieran Scott as the new head of football. He is, uh, you know, very extensive in his knowledge of, of players from all across the world, um, you know, whether it's someone in the Scottish second tier or somebody in the Argentine Premier League, uh, Kieran Scott you know, knows a lot of players and knows a lot of people who can alert him to, to new players. And, and there's this idea, I think, the the way the club's going, as I say, because of stability, uh, because of sustainability. Um, they want to move in this new direction where essentially you're recruiting what you might class as hidden gems, you know, un, untapped potential. Uh, you're signing these players on, on next to nothing because other people haven't realised how good they are. Um, and uh, and and eventually, you know, you, you come and you get some good years out of them, and then eventually they're worth a lot more than what you paid for them uh, when you come to sell them on. And, and, and if you're doing the model right, while it's not nice to, you know, see good players leave the club, uh, if, you, if you've got the model right, when they move on and you've made a, a, a healthy profit on them, 
you've already got somebody else lined in to come in and replace them. So, uh, so yeah, I understand the comment, but I think, you know, I, I am quite excited by this direction, and as much as I like Neil Warnock, um, I can understand why they are taking this decision that they are with this new direction in mind. Uh, just quickly seeing any more comments. Um, Few people uh, saying Farty just left Norwich. Uh, saying he, he's they might be chasing Chris Wilder. If if Farty has left Norwich, I don't know. Um, while I'm on here, but uh, but as I understand it, Chris Wilder is has already agreed, and uh, you know it's all done, and and he he start. Um, you know he, he's due to take training on Tuesday morning, as I understand it. So uh, so yeah, I can't say that being a problem unless. You know, for he he hasn't signed the contract. As far as I'm aware, it's all done. But you know, if if Norwich were to make a late approach, then um, we'd have to see. But as far as, far as I'm aware, you know, that as I say, the way it was described to me was that Borough were aware that not just teams looking for a manager, but there were a couple uh, of of teams who um, you know who 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 still had a manager. Uh, and and they were sounding him out as a replacement so you know perhaps Norwich were one of them I'm not sure uh, but as I understand it Chris Wilder has agreed to become the new Middlesbrough manager and uh, and will be starting his job on Tuesday uh, taking the training on Tuesday and indeed that, that marries with what Neil Warnock said today as well uh, of course he said that they have somebody lined up and somebody coming in so um, so yeah uh, Just one there from Andrew. I think I'll make this the last one and then I'll head off because I've got to drive back to the North East tonight from uh, West Brom. But I know me and Dom are going to uh, jump on tomorrow morning as well, or perhaps dinner time-ish. Me, me and Dom will come on together and we'll uh, we'll we'll do another you know deeper chat tomorrow and a deeper look at things on here. But. Um, so make sure you join us for that one. But yeah, just to, to wrap up, Andrew, we, I think Wilder stays on after this season if we don't make playoffs, or God forbid, automatics. Uh, absolutely, I think, um, you know, like, it's where we are now. We're, we're over a third of the season completed. Um, and and obviously Middlesbrough are where they are in the table. The squad is, is where it's at. Uh, and, and the club are looking at Chris Wilder as a long-term appointment. Um, obviously, them making the decision now so they don't miss out on Wilder and uh, to try and still salvage this season as well um, but if the season can't be salvaged if if they don't manage to make the playoffs uh, I still anticipate that uh, unless it went terribly wrong uh, that Wilder would be the man in charge next season regardless uh, as I say the club view this from what I'm told is you know, a wise long-term appointment uh, at a time where they're kind of looking for that long-term stability, uh, which is, you know, the big factor in the decision that's been made is that long-term stability is the thing that was stressed. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll leave it there as the last one. Uh, I appreciate everybody joining. I appreciate all the comments and, and questions that did come through. Um, 
and same myself and, and, and Dominic Shaw, we are going to come on again tomorrow. Um, once I'm back home, and um, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow, and um, discuss where things are and and what's happening. And of course, you know, over the coming days, there'll be plenty more. You know, reflecting on Warnock's time at the club, which uh, you know, I think naturally in football, uh, the way it is. We uh, we always kind of look ahead and, and things like that. We're and, and naturally already knowing that Wilder's coming in, we we look to that. But I don't think we should forget the job that Neil Warnock has done. You know, in terms of particularly in those eight games and keeping the club uh, in the championship. When you know during those eight with those eight games to go, uh, it, it looked. Uh, you know, perilous. I think it's fair to say, uh, in a, in different circumstances, the club were in real danger of, of being relegated. So, um, you know, and then from there, he's he's he stabilised this squad. He's left it in a decent position for Chris Wilder to take over. And he said himself tonight with a couple of signings, he thinks that is a squad capable of promotion. See, many young players have have, have improved under him, the likes of Jones, Coburn. Baller, Dykesdale, I think Fry's come on immense, immensely under him. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think uh, just leaving off tonight on, uh, you know, appreciating the solid job that Neil Warnock did for Middlesbrough, even if it wasn't quite what he or any of us hoped he would achieve when he first did come in. But yeah, um, nice place to leave it there, as I say. Head to Teesside Live for... You know, plenty of, of kind of reaction to the DA's news and, and everything. Um, and, uh, and and make sure you keep checking in over the weekend. And as I say, tomorrow myself and Dom will be on again and we'll have a, a more in-depth chat with the two of us then. Uh, and, and we'll, you know, still be taking questions then as well. So make sure you head on and get your questions in when we start that one tomorrow. So thanks very much for, for joining us. If uh, if you're watching while on your way home from West Brom as well, safe travels home from West Brom. And, uh, and yeah, we'll speak again tomorrow. Thanks very much.